May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, my strength and my redeemer. Well, good evening, friends, and welcome on this solemn occasion. I say solemn not because it is grim or gloomy, despite the weather, but because the events we re recall tonight deserve our highest regard and deepest gratitude. One day, day by day, in this holy week, we draw closer to the heart of our faith tradition. From the earliest moments of his ministry at the wedding in Cana, Jesus knew that the hour would certainly come when the good news of the kingdom of God and the message of love he proclaimed for the world would be rejected. He knew he would be condemned to suffer on our behalf. It is a sorrowful mystery that this was so. After his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus also knew that his hour had come. It is a sign of the true glory of his spirit that in the face of betrayal and imminent agony, he could still turn to his disciples and leave them with both a healing word and an example that we may live by to this day. He could do this, I believe, because he knew in the depth of his being that he had come from God and was going to God. My hope is that in a time of trial and suffering, we remember that Jesus has shown us the way. For myself, two themes and especially two words have emerged from the many we hear tonight. Two themes whose meaning can only be known when we can hear them as one word, God's word for us. Remember and do. Thirteen centuries before the birth of Jesus, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, I will pass over you. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. Celebrate and observe it as a perpetual ordinance. We should recall and acknowledge that the deliverance of the chosen people of God was accompanied by the suffering of the firstborn in the land of Egypt. It is also a sorrowful mystery. In fulfillment of that ancient memory and ordinance, Jesus gathered with his disciples one last time, tonight, let's say, as his hour to depart this world approached. Soon for our deliverance, as the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, Christ, our Passover, was to take upon himself the burden, and the sin of all. And yet, knowing this, he got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. We can only wonder at the confusion and consternation of his disciples as he did so. They had difficulty enough accepting that Mary, with her costly perfume of nard, had anointed Jesus' feet only days before. <clears throat> but now that he should approach them in a similar manner was unthinkable. Yes, it was customary for a host to provide a slave or servant to render such a service to guests, but not the master himself. From their point of view, 
It was beyond humility. It was debasing. For that matter, it was beyond their own dignity to offer themselves. They still murmured about who got to sit at Jesus' right or left hand. So, Jesus poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. It was an iconic moment, a teaching moment. It was too much for Peter, of course. Always Peter. Always me trying to understand Jesus from my own point of view. That is where humility is needed. On the one hand, I don't suppose many of us would refuse Jesus, as Peter did for issues concerning our relative social standing, because we do understand better what he was trying to convey. We understand better in large part because of this story, remembered over the centuries, and the example of those inspired by it. This posture, this attitude, is the foundation of our understanding of social justice and community life when we remember to do it. On the other hand, foot washing in this manner is at a minimum a physical experience of some vulnerability and personal intimacy. And there can be many reasons for faltering on those grounds none of which jeopardize our relationship with Jesus in the slightest. On the contrary, the example of loving touch which Jesus offered and received is an image to cherish. And if the Spirit moves you when the time comes, please come forward just as you are. In any case, there are many ways to love one another just as Jesus loved us. That is the great beauty of our journey with him. All of this, and we haven't even touched another gift given on this night, the Holy Eucharist. Let it speak to you tonight. Listen to the memorial of our redemption. Hear the words, do this in remembrance of me again. We hear the same voice in the psalm, in the bidding, in the hymns, in the prayers of the people. It's a call to an identity that transcends life and death. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Amen.